Welcome back everyone to the Juice of Thought podcast. I'm your host Ammar and today we're closing up this season. It has been going for quite a bit, quite a few weeks now. We've talked about a wide range of things relating to focus, attention, work and how distractions really affect our life, the way we work, the way we think. Now today we have Jenna once again with us and we're going to be talking about what is often referred to as flow. I would start by defining what flow is, but let's move over to you, Jenna. And why don't you tell us what is the whole thing around it? I mean, when I first heard the word flow, I thought it was like it was something that had to do with the flow of work, like how you schedule your plans and your studies. But it wasn't really like that. Turns out it's this... Um, state of mind in which your performance is like to the maximum it's optimized you feel the best and you just produce the best work as well what do you say yeah in short that is pretty much it um let me ask you this actually we all have these moments of work where we just simply can't focus you can't straight up focus or do anything where you have these days where it's like yeah i tried to put in some work i put in the effort but i haven't actually gotten anything done but do you get these days where it's like you just sit there and you suddenly just start working and you realize like it's been three hours and you've gotten quite a lot done and you didn't actually notice that that happened. You're just so involved with your work. To be honest, I don't remember, but I do remember um, painting. I thought I just spent like around maybe 10 minutes but turns out I just spent two hours painting so that was amazing it was a really really nice experience yeah that that's pretty much what flow feels like or it kind of what it is but it goes much deeper than this so I'll tell you when I actually felt it the most it was so intense I was playing basketball with my sister and my cousin and um my cousin was like against us, so he was guarding my sister. And then I told her to pass the ball to me. She passed it. And then I, I don't know, at that point, I just didn't feel myself. The ball just came to me and I threw it and I shot, but I didn't feel it. Like, it's like my body moved on its own and I stopped thinking. And it felt so effortless because at the same time, I'm not really that great of a basketball player. So it was the most intense experience that's related to flow. Yeah, so that's pretty much how it feels like. But then moving back to the question, what it actually is, is a whole different story. And for that, I will be referring to a book called The Rise of Superman by Stephen Kotler. What Stephen Cutler defines as flow in his book, it's a superior form of focus where you've basically, your brain has muted out the exterior world and focused on the one task at hand. You just sit there for a few hours or however long it is, and it just, it gets things done. It's one task and one task only. And you've kind of isolated yourself from the real world for that period of time. Yeah, the interesting thing is during that time, it's just, it's like time stops and everything connects. 
but at the same time, you don't quite feel it. You lose that sense of self. So it's really interesting. Yeah, and I think that's why it actually fits very well as at the end of the season, because we've been talking about distraction and whatever. That has been our focus for most of the season. And we're coming off to a pretty good conclusion down here. So there's a question that I want to ask you, actually. How do we get into the zone? How do we get into flow? The thing is with flow is that it's something that most people just experience unintentionally. Yeah, definitely. But that's not how it's supposed to be. Now, once again, referring back to Rise of Superman, the book, um, Stephen Cutler highlights a few things that need to be there for your brain to trigger into that state of flow, into that state of focus. But I think my favorite one of them was the idea of novelty, finding something new, something, a new environment to work in, um, a new way of working, a, a different notebook that you're writing in or whatever. All of these new elements, new things always trigger a sort of interest or something intriguing so that you're actually in a way excited about what you want to do. And that really helps you get into the moment, get into the flow and just get things done in a way. One thing that also really works is actually, well, first of all, obviously ironing out all distractions. And like we've talked about that <laughs> for the past few episodes, so there's no need to mention that. Um, but one thing that also really helps is figuring out a way to frame your work in something that interests you. So let's say you have this really tedious task that you really don't want to do. Um, but if you spend like a solid 30 minutes on it, working, actually working on it, um, you'll get it done. So finding a way to frame that specific task in a way that's interesting, whether that be turning it into a game or even just giving yourself a little reward at the end of it, whether that be chocolate, food or some time off to play or something, anything really. All of that helps motivate to get into that state of, let's call it hyper-focus, which uh, greatly works as a motivator of a state of flow. I think it's also important to actually um, have the reward and the goal in mind before you actually start working, or else you're going to keep thinking about that reward or that goal or what you're going to do next. So I think you have to have a clear mindset of what you're going to do and what you're going to do after you're done with your task. Yeah, definitely. Goal, goal setting, um, usually I prefer to do that in the form of to-do lists, but setting very specific goals is really important to get anything done, not just in regards to staying focused. Um, I really like to have my to-do lists very specific down to like, one large, whether if I have like one large task such as get so-and-so project done, don't really put get so-and-so project done. It's more like um, do an introduction or like uh, start making the model or start drafting ideas or whatever and put all of these as mini tasks. And that's really just sets it part by part and makes it easier to deal with. 
Oh, that's nice. But it feels like if you separate them and you make them smaller, it's like it makes you feel like there is a lot to do. I know personally, if I did that, I would never get anything done. <laughs> yeah, that, there's really uh, it's more of a balance. And obviously that's going to vary from person to person. But because sometimes when your task is too vague, at least I have experienced that personally, when you have like such a large task, I just stare at it and I'm like, well, how do I start? And suddenly two hours have gone by and I haven't actually started because all I'm doing is like, I still don't know how to start. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Especially when you're writing something. Yeah, it, especially with creative work. Yeah. There's this other thing that I feel like it's a must in order for you to actually get into the zone. And it's um, the balance between the challenge and the skill. If the challenge is like too easy for you, you're going to get bored. You're not going to actually experience flow because of that. And if it's too hard, then there will come a moment where you're going to give up. You're going to say, no, I, I just I'm not in the mood. I can't do that. It's too hard. It takes too much effort. There should be a direct proportion between the skill and the challenge. That's something that I feel I don't think you really have much control over and you can't really define in a sense, because let's say you work a specific job and uh, your boss comes in or whatever happens and you need to know, to do something different, something new. Well, you don't really have control over it because you have to get the task done, whether you know how to do it or not. It, that responsibility has fallen onto you. Um, I think this is more like you need to learn to be able to learn new skills or figure out how to learn something on the spot rather than be like, oh, only do stuff that's easy for you, but not too easy because you get bored, you know, because I feel like that's kind of also limiting. So you'd look up at something and like, nah, that's too hard. I'm not going to do it. Uh, you completely misunderstood me because in order for you to actually get into flow, there are certain characteristics that you need to kind of experience in order for it to be called flow. And they were like, coined by the person who popularized the word flow. He's called uh, Professor Cheeks Mihai. And basically the point where we talk about the challenge and the skill being balanced, it doesn't mean that no, don't try new things. That's, that's definitely a no, no. You have to have a growth mindset. You have to be a learner and you should try new things. But, um, it's more like you need to improve your skills more and more and more until they meet that level of challenge that you need to meet. And then you'll be most likely to actually experience flow when it is balanced. Like, let's say you, um, you're trying to do a homework and that homework is just, it's too easy. You're going to get bored quickly. You won't get into the flow. You might focus. Sure, you might concentrate. Yeah, definitely. But it doesn't mean that you are going to experience flow because it's too easy. It's too boring. You're not going to get too immersed in it to the point that you experience flow. And if it's too hard as well, you're, you're going to focus, sure, at some point, but you're still going to feel like, oh my God, I'm exerting so much effort or you're going to have to search and I don't know what, and it's just too hard, you know? Yeah, I, I see what you mean now. 
um, yes, that's definitely a factor, whether you're frustrated because something is too hard or you're kind of bored of something because it's too easy. That's definitely kind of works as an internal distraction, the more you think about it, where it's like, I can't really focus because there's this other thing in the back of my head that's like, oh, that's too easy or that's annoying. I can't get it done, whatever, whatever, whatever. Moving on to another thing about flow that I wanted to mention is that it's a very resource intensive <laughs> kind of task where it's uh, extremely tiring and it just soaks up all your energy. So trying to focus for a long time is generally a very hard thing to do. And when you're in that state of, let's call it hyper focus once again, um, it gets really, really, really energy absorbing or energy sucking. And with flow, the other side of it or the exhausted side of it happens to be burnout. And that is not something you want to really experience. So, yes, that was the main concern that I had when I was researching flow. I remember once we were doing a project with a group of people and we had to stay up coding all night uh, for that project. So it was really exhausting. But at the same time, I didn't feel the time passing by. So I was experiencing some degree of flow. And the bad thing about it is that I was so focused on completing the project with a group of people that I just forgot to eat. I forgot to drink water and I put the project above my own health and at my own expense, which is very bad, I'd say. I see. That's definitely one way where it could drain you or just tire you out. But that's not actually what I was referring to. Now, the thing is with focus is that even if you're eating well, even if you're uh, balancing out your sleep and whatnot, just waking up in the morning to do some intensive work where you just need to be hyper-focused all the time, then going back to sleep at the end of the day and repeating that cycle day after day after day after day, that on its own, no matter how well you're eating, no matter how well you're sleeping, is very um, draining, mentally speaking, and emotionally speaking, too. Um, and so one thing that is really important, which is what I was trying to send over, is that it's important to schedule or like force yourself to schedule time out. And it's not like, oh, I'm going to rest for like five, ten minutes where uh, I'm going to go grab a snack or something. But no, it's more like, um, I'm taking the day off where I'm not even going to think about the work I have to do. Or I'm taking like three to four hours off where I'm like just doing absolutely nothing, especially not thinking about work or like the rest of the night off or whatever. Um, and it's really important to actually schedule it so that you don't really feel guilty about it. So it's not actual procrastination. Yeah, It's like it's part of your schedule. Like this is what I have decided to do and this is how I'm productively spending my time. I think that's really important with uh, anything in general. Like you need your free time. You need to rest. You need to regain energy to actually uh, progress and do the work that you need to do later on. And it's especially important for flow. But um, I actually want to talk about how hard it is to actually get into flow in the first place. Because not a lot of people know how to do that. 
let's take me as an example. Today I had an assignment that I had to do, but I just could not get into it. No matter what, I just stayed there and I stared at the screen for maybe an hour and then just I give up. So it's actually hard to focus on something, you know, to begin with, (laughs) let alone trying to experience flow. What do you think would help someone to actually get into that zone? Let me take you through a little story to in regards to what you just said. Um, that was actually just two days ago. I had my, I was writing this, I was finishing this research paper, which I mentioned at the beginning of the season, if anyone remembers that tiny detail about uh, Japanese style in housing. And I had to submit everything, the entire paper, without the conclusion part. We haven't got to, haven't finished that part yet. So it was around six hours before the deadline, and I haven't even started. I've done my research, I have an outline ready, but I had around 1,500 words to write that I haven't started at all. And I needed to get that done within six hours. Now, that very same day, when there were more than six hours left, I had tried to get that done. I sat there and I sat there and I did absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing was done. Not even, I couldn't even get myself to write the title, even though I knew what the title is. I just couldn't get myself to write it down. Fast forward to later that night, the difference is that now there's a sense of urgency. Now there's like, I want to get this done. I need to get this done. And everyone was asleep, so it was also peaceful. There weren't really much distractions. And I wasn't getting many texts because, well, people are asleep. (laughs) And so it was the combination of not having any distractions, the sense of urgency, wanting to do it. And that's why procrastinators, including me, get a lot done right before the deadline. And also a little bit of the sense of novelty where... I, what I did was I got my pile of the pile of books that I got to reference and I just stacked them next to me and I opened them just looking through them, um, trying to come up with new ideas, even though I don't have to directly use them in that. And all of that really just helped with that kick, let's say, that just gets in, uh, gets you in there. And within a few hours, it was done. Nice. <laughs> but... What if you don't have that sense of urgency? Well, here's the thing. There are two reasons why you get something done. You either have to do it or you want to do it. If you want to do it, you wouldn't be having an issue with getting focused on it in the first place. Unless there's like ADHD or other that or other stuff. But that's not what we're talking about right now. If you actually want to do something and you're genuinely motivated and you actually want to do it, you'll get it done. If you have to do something, the most inspirational thing you can have is a deadline. So like, even if you have to do something that doesn't actually have a deadline, setting a deadline for yourself and setting consequences beyond that deadline actually really help. Now, obviously I'm not saying there's like a one deadline that you should set. And if you get past that, you're going to kill yourself for something, but it's more like, um, I need to get this done by then. If I don't, uh, something has to happen because, well, we all know, like, uh, things happen. You fall sick, you fall tired, 
you just can't always get something done. But just having a general rule in place, a general binding um, time in place, that always really helps. Yeah, well, let me tell you how I would actually focus on something. I started having this morning routine where I wake up, meditate, uh, sometimes stretch because I don't feel like exercising, but uh, I encourage everyone listening to actually exercise. <laughs> excuses, excuses. Baby steps, okay? We're not going to jump to that level yet. Fair enough. So yeah, wake up, meditate, exercise or stretch, whatever. And then um, write affirmations. So I just start writing what I want to do, what I will do, what I want to become. And these things actually help. Like by the end of the day, I get most of my to-do list done because I started out the day like that. Because I started with purpose, with uh, everything in mind. And it just makes me overall more focused and less distracted by everything around me. Yeah, definitely. Writing down things is generally a very good way to actually getting it done it's not about just remembering it it's not about keeping things organized although that is a part of it but even if it's something very minor where um you have this little project going on you already know everything you need to do everything is figured out in your head but actually getting it down and writing down on paper not just like uh, a digital thing where you're typing it in but like the physical act of writing it down on paper has a huge kind of commitment to it. And that pushes your brain to actually like, I need to do this now. Definitely, because you're thinking about many things in your head and it's usually very messy. But when you have it written down, it's like it's clear, it's organized and everything is set. One thing I really like to follow is your brain is used for processing, not for storing information. Whenever you have to remember something, whenever you have to store a piece of information or get tasks done, always write that down, even if you're going to remember it. But it's always better to write it down, empty it out of your brain and actually just utilize all your brain power onto actually processing or doing the task that you need to do. So, yeah, speaking of brains, uh, we talked about a part of the brain in the episode where we talked about the science behind attention, that part of the brain was the prefrontal cortex. And the interesting thing is when we're experiencing flow, uh, that prefrontal cortex just shuts down. And for those who didn't watch the episode, it's, it's the part of the brain that governs well and decision making and just everything important, you know? And control so it just shuts down for like temporarily and that's why we lose track of time and that's why that little voice within us that's always doubting or just talking very loudly sometimes is uh quiet <laughs> that's actually very interesting because at first thought it doesn't really make much sense but the more you think about it, the more you realize, that, well, I don't need to be thinking about outside things. I don't need to be listening to what's around me. I don't need to be aware of what's around me as long as I'm actually focused on the thing I'm doing and you don't really need anything else. So it just makes sense for everything or all your energy to be redirected 
towards a different part of your brain that's actually doing the work. Yeah. And I guess the best people who induce this state of flow are the ones who play sports because they're so intensely focused on the match and they have a clear set of goals before they enter the match and their skills match the challenge. And that's why you see, you see a lot of people who play sport taking more risks and um, sometimes they score like eight goals in a quarter. So it, it just shows how intensely they're focused on playing. I think that actually makes quite a lot of sense uh, when you're talking about in terms of having specific goals and just working towards them and not needing to have anything else other than these goals. I think we actually summarized quite well what the concept of flow is and how it works or how to get it to happen more often. Now, before we end this episode, um, we do have quite a few major announcements coming up uh, in, our up in the upcoming couple of weeks. So to those of you listening, stay tuned because it's a major part of what we've been trying to do here at Juice of Thought. And it has been for quite a few months in the making before the launch of Juice of Thought. And we're finally nearing a stage where it's ready to launch. So stay tuned for that. I won't actually say what that thing is. It's not quite the right time yet. But we will be announcing that very, very soon. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and this season. We'll see you next time in a couple of weeks time with a brand new season and a whole other concept to talk about or new ideas to talk about. If you have any suggestions or anything you want to talk about, reach out to us through our website or through our Instagram and let us know what you think.